Hey, I'm Pastor Dave. Welcome to the Lighthouse. We hope the Lord speaks to you today by his word. God bless. Let's just bow our heads. And as soon as I'm finished praying, uh, children, you're dismissed for class. And adults, uh, yeah, open up your hearts, open up your ears, and uh, receive this morning. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your presence here. We thank you for speaking. And Lord, that you speak life as we would receive it. Lord, I pray a receiving of the word today to have life brought to each and every one. And Lord, not just to us, that there would be a flowing of life from us. Wherever we go, Lord God, that there would be a powerful moving of life in people's existence, those that have no life, that there would be life that would come through us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. We commit ourselves in this time into your hands. Have your way this morning. Amen. Amen. It is so good to have you here this uh, morning. And uh, the few times that uh, we were away in the last month and a half, it seemed like, man, I, I, we try not to miss uh, too many Sundays. And, and uh, oftentimes when we have our vacation schedule that it's, We'll, we'll have service, and then we'll leave after service, just so we're not missing uh, too much uh, of being in the house of the Lord, especially as we see the day of the Lord approaching. And um, once again, you are here. The Lord desires to speak to you this morning powerfully. A few uh, weeks ago, I had somebody... Text, text me or uh, something, and I, I, I do have people sharing different things with me over the time. Uh, this particular text was uh, just a test to see how, how healthy are you, and it had to do with uh, holding your breath. And depending on how long you hold your breath will indicate roughly what shape you're in. And uh, so I thought, well, I, I'm going to try this. Uh, see, see what happens. And uh, so anyways, so I set my timer and I held my breath. And the first 10 seconds, no problem. 20 seconds, no problem. And say, whatever. But it's amazing how quickly your body your mental state, your emotional state, and even your physical state becomes agitated when, you don't, when you're not breathing. And so I passed 30 seconds. I'm still good. And, but there's already a thing of, okay, how much longer can I hold my breath? So I think it was 43 seconds that I held my breath, and it was like I need to breathe. I need to breathe. And uh, I, I, I don't know how many years it's been since I've held my breath. But after that, it was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm not feeling all that well. You know, for holding your breath for 43 seconds, I, I won't have us do that today. Um, <laughs> but uh, I want to say that our breath 
we recognize the, the importance and the preciousness of our breath and our breathing when it comes to our physical existence. I want you to know this morning that our breath spiritually, our breath spiritually is so much more important than even our physical breath. So much more important. And this morning I want to talk about this breath. In the Hebrew, the word is ruah. So if I would spell it R-U-A-H, ruah. Breath. We've been talking about giving thanks this morning that there would be a giving thanks for Ruah, for the breath that we have. And I recognize usually when a person is dying, it's their breathing that changes. I've been with many people that have died over the years at their bedside as they breathe their last breath. And there's a change within their physical rhythm of breathing that takes place. It is so important. Rua is so important that we would say, Lord, I give you thanks. I give you thanks for breath. I give you thanks for breath. This morning, I, the main text that I'm going to be going through is from Ezekiel 37 from verses 1 to 14. Ezekiel 37, from 1 to 14. If you have your Bibles with you, just open it up and, and be in that spot and uh, just recognize this morning the power of God in our lives, even through the breath. The breath of God upon us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Ezekiel 37, verse 10, to start the service today, we, I, I read from that, and it is part of this section of Ruah. It says in Ezekiel 37, verse 10, it says, So I prophesied as he commanded me. This is Ezekiel. So Ezekiel was alive around 600 B.C., and there is a vision that is being given to Ezekiel. And the Lord is interacting with Ezekiel. And at this point is saying, I want you to prophesy. I want you to prophesy. And so I prophesied as he commanded me. And breath came into them. And they lived and stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army. Hallelujah. Let me read that again. So I prophesied as he had commanded me. The Lord commanded me to prophesy, to speak what he was saying. This morning, I want you to know, I am speaking what the Lord has put on my heart. The interesting thing is, I knew about this because about a, a month and a half ago, I had basically, Lord had put on my heart five or six messages. And so this was for today, this thing of Ruah. And it's interesting 
of where we are at at this point in time and even the things that are happening in my life personally and in the life uh, of the church that would go out and do powerful things. This word is timely. This word is timely because at the end of it, we see a confirming of what the Lord is speaking in what's happening today. This last week and a bit, we recognize that Israel talk about causing issue with this attack that took place uh, on Israel and, uh, and then the response by Israel. And prophecy is being made real. It was prophesied thousands of years ago that Israel would be a millstone, a weight around the nations. And that's exactly what's happening is within the nations, the leaders are having to make a choice as a nation, are we in support of Israel or not? And initially, there was a, uh, a support of Israel. Now it seems to be maybe shifting a bit because it's extending. And I'm not, I, hey, listen, the, the Jews need Jesus like never before. They need Jesus just like we as Gentiles need Jesus in our life. The Palestinians need Jesus. And there is a judgment coming for each and every person that has ever breathed a breath. We will be standing before God Almighty. And judgment will be meted out to every single person that ever lived from the very beginning to the very last person and there's judgment coming as to the acceptance of life or rejection of life through Jesus Christ. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. It's interesting, in those first 14 verses of Ezekiel 37, that the Spirit of the Lord envelops and permeates these verses. The Spirit of the Lord. And so we, we read of that in the very first few verses. We read of the Spirit of the Lord. And then six times the word breath is used in the following verses. Six times the, the word breath is used. Now, I don't know about you, but six is the number of what? Six is the number of man. Six is the number of man. When we allow the breath of God into our lives, we become alive. We, we are made alive in Him. This breath 
the Spirit of the Lord. Ruah, breath, breath of God to bring life. Once again, just a few things that stood out in this one short verse. He prophesied as God had commanded him. Breath came in to them, and they lived. They came alive. They revived. There is life that came to them. They stood upon their feet. They, they got up. And I like the description of, of what is being said here then. It says, an exceedingly great army. An exceedingly great army. We are not talking about things that are, well, you know what? Let's have a good old time. We are talking about battle. We are talking about as the breath of God, as the Spirit of God came into these bodies. We'll, we'll see what the description of these, the state that they were in. There was life that came. And there was purpose that came that says we will do battle. We are ready to do battle. I'm not talking physical battle. I am talking spiritual battle. And we need to do battle. We need to be prepared to do battle. It's interesting. This year, one of the things that was put into place was an extending and expanding of prayer force. There was about 20 to 25 people that were part of praying on a fairly regular basis. And that was bumped up very early in the year to between 70 and 75 individuals from the church that are available to pray. However, having said that, I can have a name, I can have a title, I can have a uh, purpose, but unless I do the purpose, unless I do what I'm supposed to do, it doesn't mean anything. So if I have the title of pastor and I don't pastor, the, the, the title means nothing. So the, the pastor is there as a shepherd to feed the flock, and I'm not going to tickle your ears, and I'm not going to give you junk food. I'm going to give you the food that you need to develop and to, to grow and to be strong. And I'll tell you right now, what keeps me in a, a position of, of, what should I say, um, integrity before the Lord is the fact that one day I have to make an account of who I was as a shepherd. You won't have to make that account. I make that account. And in fact, I make an account of you. And I'll tell you right now, if I am grieving over you, it says in Hebrews 13, I believe it's verse 17, it says, that is not profitable for you. Because if I'm grieving over you, how much more is the Lord grieving over you? That there would be a rejoicing, even as a, as a pastor, that I would rejoice. And there's so many of you that I rejoice over that is profitable for you because it ties in with the heart of God that He's rejoicing over you that much more. 
that's profitable for you. An exceedingly great army we need to fight. Somebody said, Pastor, I know it's short notice. Just got this text. I think it was last night. Is there a possibility there's a very dark day that the world celebrates? Probably one of the darkest days, demonically and spiritually, at the end of the, the month. He says, is there, is there a possibility that we can come together and pray and praise and worship God? We could come together on that night. It's a Tuesday. It's Tuesday, last Tuesday of this month. I would say, hey, let's shift our, just for that day, let's shift our men's prayer, our women's prayer, which is in the morning. Let's shift it to the evening. And let's pray. Let's do battle. And let's praise and exalt Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I want to say to you that are part of prayer force, and if you're not, sign up. When those texts come to you, you, you don't have to spend long, but to take the need or whatever is being sent out to you and say, in Jesus' name, this need here, Lord, as the Lord gives you discernment or whatever, or the things that need to be spo uh, spoken, you speak those things. The things that shouldn't be, speak in Jesus' name, that these things will not be in Jesus' name. And the things that should be in Jesus' name, that they will be for your glory, for the sake of the individual or those involved, and the glory of Jesus Christ. The state, the spiritual state of the nation of Israel is seen and shown in the ver very first three verses of Ezekiel 37. And the hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. It's the first mention here of the spirit of the Lord. And he set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, a safe answer, O Lord God, you know. I don't know, we don't know. If Ezekiel is saying, I, well, there is no life here. We are talking bones. All the, the, the flesh is off. It is dry. I don't know if you've ever found a bone that's been out, outside and exposed. It doesn't take long for other animals. If they come, they'll take off every bit of meat on it or whatever. They'll leave the bone. Sometimes they'll even gnaw on the bone. It is dry. There is no life there. And that was the state of Israel. I've mentioned over the course of the last number of months, the northern kingdom of Israel had been taken out of commission in the 700 B.C. time. Nineteen kings 
19 kings in a row. We're talking generations upon generations. And there was wickedness and evil, and they were, there was not a serving of God. 19 kings in a row. The only reason that the southern kingdom lasted another 150 years was because there were good kings that were interspersed between the wicked and evil kings that did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. And as a result, there is no life. That northern kingdom was scattered. The Assyrians came and they, they took them captive and they, they, they were dispersed. They were dispersed throughout, wherever, in the part of the Assyrian Empire that was the superpower of the time. And they were integrated into the Assyrian culture and, and whatnot and even going outside of, of Assyria and their... their realm of control that they had at the time. In the southern kingdom, 70 years they went into captivity when King Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonian Empire came against them. And they had been warned and they had been warned and they had been warned to get things right. I thank God. God is a gracious and merciful God. And there's always warning before judgment. And I want to say to you, I pray to God that you are not at a place spiritually where you, you, you examine yourself and you say, man, <clears throat> I am so dry. However, having said that, I think it's a good thing that as you examine yourself and you recognize your spiritual state, that's a good thing. When you recognize that you're not where you should be, that there's no life. I have no life. I'm just going through the motions. There's no life. And I like what the Lord is saying here to Ezekiel. He's saying, son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, oh, Lord God, you know. You know. I would, ho I would hope and I think that Ezekiel was saying, with you, Lord, all things are possible. And I'm saying to you this morning, if you are in that state of dry bones and your life has become dry and you're going through the routines, you can know that the bones, the dryness, there can be life that comes to you. Again, he said to me, and I want you to know this morning, that with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. I want this morning, I want you this morning to hear the word of the Lord for you. Thus says the Lord God to these bones. This is what Ezekiel is to prophesy. Surely I will cause breath, ruah, to enter you, and you shall live. And I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath, ruah, in you, <clears throat> and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Now, I don't care what state you may feel that you're in. 
and you know that maybe it's not a good state, that you would know that the Lord is able to do a work that you and I can never do. And this morning, with Ezekiel, Ezekiel was told to prophesy to the bones. And so I prophesy to you this morning, if there is anybody in a state of dryness, of just the bones, I prophesy in Jesus' name that there would be sinews and there would be flesh that would come on those bones and that the breath, the ruah of God would fill you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. My breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. God, that we would know that you are Lord, that with you, it does not matter what the enemy may bring. It does not matter the state of our world at this time. It does not matter because God is with us. We will know that he is Lord. Hallelujah. With him, all things are possible, that the breath of God will come into you in Jesus' name. We need to do what the Lord tells us to do. And we not just be hearers of the word. I'll tell you right now, God's evaluation of a hearer of the word that does not do, it's not my evaluation, it's his evaluation, is that you are a fool. A foolish man. Hears the word and doesn't do it. This morning, I pray to God that in these last days, that we would begin to do the word of God. That man is a wise man, and the flood waters may come. The waters may raise and beat against that house. And even that with the winds and the torrential rains and storms and whatever, the house will stand. The wise man is the one that hears the word of God and does it. Lord, let me be a wise man. Let me be a wise woman. Let me be wise before you because nothing will touch me. Not even death. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Hallelujah. To do what he tells you to do. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise. There was a noise, and suddenly a rattling. And probably as he's looking over this valley of dry bones, there's no life there. And he's prophesying in accordance with the word of God, as I was commanded, and as I prophesied. And he's saying, what a... Let there be life that comes. Let the life come. Let the, the sinews be on those bones. Let there be flesh upon the bones. Let there be a covering of skin. Let there be breath in you. And he's speaking these things. And suddenly, as he's speaking, there is a rattling. Maybe just one bone in this valley. How many bones were there that he saw? Probably innumerable. Innumerable, innumerable, anyways, uncountable. So many bones, probably millions of bones. 
There's like 200, over 200 bones in the, the human, the adult body. And these bones all over. And there's a rattling as the bones that maybe were scattered that were not part of, the, of that body were coming together. There was a moving into place so that the sinews could join the bones to each other. And with the sinews and the, and the rattling that was taking place, the bones, they came together bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them. <clears throat> but there was no breath in them. There was no ruah in them. You know, my greatest desire there's been a looting of this So I'm Lord, pour out your spirit. Breathe on us, Lord. There's been an eluding of that. It's like, Lord, please, we need your spirit. We need your spirit. We need your breath in us. God, you have spoken a word to come alive, revive, come to life. Lord, th there is no life without your breath. Lord, let there be a breathing of life in us. You know what? This year in particular, there has been such an opposition to the part of God that would bring life. We have the Father. Love the songs that were sung this morning. Praise the Father. Praise the Son. Praise the Holy Spirit. There has been such an opposition to the Holy Spirit. Not good. Not good. We are talking about an, an opposition, a resisting, a grieving of the Holy Spirit in our life. I can do it by myself. I do not need the Holy Spirit in my life. I'm talking about the promise of the Father. I'm talking about the fullness, the Spirit without measure. The Spirit without measure. In John 3.34, John, John is talking about you know, the, the disciples are coming. Hey, he's baptizing and, and uh, there's many that are coming to him. And John the Baptist said, he needs to increase. I need to decrease. Lord, that you would increase in my life. That my flesh and my old man and the, the, the nature that is contrary to you. Let it be decreasing. Let it be crucified. Let the old man be crucified. And he says in John 3.34, he talks about the spirit that is without measure. That Jesus had the spirit without measure. There was not a limit to the spirit of God 
upon Jesus and working and flowing through Jesus Christ. I'll tell you, when there's a resistance, not only to the Spirit of God, but we're saying, Father, I don't want your promise. The promise of the Father is the Holy Spirit. And I don't want to come to Jesus. I, I don't have a problem with salvation. But, but Jesus, I have a problem with you being the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. Luke, the gospel according to Luke is all about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. There is one coming whom, whose sandals I am not worthy to latch. And he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. Let the fire of the garbage and the chaff in my life be burnt up. The stuff that would hold us back, let it be burnt up. When we don't want the Spirit of God, we don't want to have breath. Maybe you can hold your breath longer than 43 seconds. I don't know. But I'll tell you, it's kind of hard to function spiritually without the Holy Spirit. And you say, well, what happened when I came to the Lord? You were, you were sealed with the earnest of the Spirit. You got a measure of the Spirit of God within you. The earnest of the Spirit. A measure. An amount. Lord, I want the Spirit without measure. I don't want just a down payment. I just don't want a portion. We as a church, here's the opposition. Let me tell you what the opposition is. You might be in the same place, sitting here, some of you sitting here. I don't want anything to do with the Holy Spirit. I don't want the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. I don't want the Holy Spirit. I don't want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You come up with all kinds of excuses. You're saying, I don't want, Father, I don't want your promise. Jesus, baptized in the Holy Spirit, not happening. And Holy Spirit, I'm quite content just to go through life saved. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. Unless you're not practicing sin, you're going to make it. Your faith in Jesus Christ and Him crucified. But I'll tell you right now, you are limiting what God wants to do in and through you. And I don't care how nasty your background is. The opposition... I pray to God that it would not be here in this place because I'm having to deal with it over the course of this last year where I have had men of God say this thing of revive, of this coming to life, we don't want to be associated with it. Don't want to be associated with it. We'll, we'll watch from, from, a, from a distance, but we don't want to take part in it. In a few days, I have another meeting. We have another meeting. And it's exactly around this issue. On Tuesday night, you pray. The decision will be made. We will not do anything unless the power of the Holy Spirit is moving in us and through us. In, the, in whatever we do according to the word of the Lord that it would be done in the power of the Holy Spirit by the Ruach that is in us and breathed into us.
I've mentioned this over the course of the last few months. A few times I've talked to individuals. There's a grieving in my heart. I'll tell you, I'm grieving. You say, Pastor, isn't there anything you can do about this? Here in church, I have freedom in church. When it comes to the things that we're doing outside the church and leadership, in individuals that are part of leadership that are not from this church, some are saying, we don't need the Holy Spirit. Let's not share the Holy Spirit with others is basically what is being said. We do not want to share the Holy Spirit with others, especially as you Pentecostals believe. Listen, well, I'm not talking denomination here. I'm talking about the reality of the, the, the church and the church moving forward powerfully in these last days, an exceedingly great army. The only one that doesn't or would influence a person not to be filled with the, the power of the spirit without measure is Satan himself. He does not want to have a church that is powerful and moving, not in their own ideas, in their own whatever, but they are moving according to the Spirit of God. Nothing will stand against that. No demon, none of the demons combined, Satan and his hordes will not stand against the Spirit of God and the church of God, a glorious church, moving forward in the power of that Spirit. When men of God say, I am offended by the Spirit of God, that is not of God. When men of God are opposed to the Spirit of God, then I would say, I'm, I'm already beginning to question how much of a man of God are you? A church without breath, because I'm opposed to the breath of God. I am quite content to be lying here with bones and sinews and flesh and skin, and I'm just lying here doing nothing, or I'm going through the motions. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power of God. You say, Pastor, how come you're so agitated? I'll tell you right now, it sickens me that the enemy is able to influence the church. In these last days, that our eyes would be open to see what the enemy is trying to do. He is trying to shut down the church from being a glorious church and doing what the church needs to do, which is fulfilling the Great Commission to make disciples. That we are not wimps, that we are not playing games, that we are doing the things that the Lord would have us do. Hey, listen, I, I don't have a problem with having fun, recreation, time of rest and refreshing. I don't have issue with that. I don't have problems with, with laughing. But I'll tell you right now, my heart grieves when there's an opposition to the move of the Holy Spirit in the individual, 
or in a church or churches, the body of Christ, there's churches that are led by leaders are saying, it's not part of our doctrinal statements, so we're not going to do that. My heart grieves. So yesterday, I had a text come to me from my cousin Monica out west. She said, happy birthday, Dave. Wishing you all the best as you begin a new decade. Love you. Say hi to Julie for me. And I responded with half a heart because I'm thinking, this, yeah, this is a new decade. Like I'm going from 60, I'm heading towards 70. Some of you are already there. I was talking to some of you yesterday. You're in your 70s. And I'm thinking, hey, Paul, you look, you're looking good. Joanne, you're looking good. No, I gave it away a little bit. You're in your 70s. But I say, there is so much to do. And even as I, I responded half-heartedly, I'm looking forward to this new decade. I'll tell you, this morning, as I finished the Word of God, I knew I was preaching on this chapter. And even as I finished the Word of God that was, I'm presenting to you this morning, my heart says, I look forward to this new decade. Because I'll tell you right now, the chances of Jesus coming back are very high in this next dec decade. And the work that needs to be done, I'm saying, Lord, hold off. Don't come back. Father, the trumpet would not sound. There is a work that needs to be done by each and every one of us in the power of the Holy Spirit. So I, yesterday I, I responded with that half-hearted, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to the news next decade. But this morning, say, I am looking forward to this next decade. I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that I would do what he tells me to do even as a pastor. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. Suddenly a rattling and the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Also, he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. Prophesy that there would be a saying to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. We need you. Come. Breathe on these that have been slain that they may have life. Those that have been overwhelmed and overcome by the enemy, that they would have life in Jesus' name. I find it interesting. Why is God saying, Son of man, you prophesy? Why is it that Ezekiel has to prophesy? And I, I pondered this question Lord, why? Why aren't you the one that is speaking these things? 
And it came, and I, know, I knew it was of the Spirit of the Lord. When it's us prophesying what the Lord would have, it determines our heart. What is your heart? What is your desire? What is your will for your life according to what God wants, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? What is, where are you at? So that this word, as sons and daughters of God, what would you say regarding the Holy Spirit? Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man. When it comes to the breath and the life that God has for you, you determine what is going to happen in your life. And that's what I'm seeing even by men that are leaders, pastors, saying, we don't want this. Don't want it. It's too, it is too controversial. It is too controversial. Why would we talk about the Spirit of God? And in this, so if I would say to the man of God, the woman of God, the child of God, would you prophesy this? Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath. Say to the Holy Spirit, thus says the Lord God, come from every direction, from all four winds, and breathe, and breathe on me. Breathe on me. Breathe in me. Bring life to me. I want the fullness of the Spirit in my life. Are you in agreement with this? Are you in agreement with this word of the Lord that the Lord would say, is this what you would say for yourself? And not just for yourself, for your family. We're talking about your family. Some of you have been grieving and praying for lost loved ones. I truly believe this truly is a turning point, and we see it, and we'll see how it's confirmed by the word of the Lord, even this passage, it is confirmed as we speak. There is going to be a shift. There is going to be a shift in what God will do in these last days, and what he's going to do through you, or not do through you, according to what you Desire which you will. What are you going to do to this word? Lord, man, of all the prophecies that you could give me to prophesy to speak, I don't want to speak this one. I don't want the Spirit from every direction to come and fill me. I don't want it. I had it said to me, Pastor, there are 42 denominations that are in disagreement with this. Why would you bring it up? Why would you have it? Why would you talk about it? Why would you have this? Why would you even want this? There's 42 denominations that are against it. I like what was said by pastors or whatever in Africa. <laughs> they didn't see the spirit as a denomination. 
Pentecostal denomination. What they said is every denomination is Pentecostal. We're not talking denomination here. We're talking in openness to the spirit of God. This is in Africa. I'll tell you right now, when it comes to persecution, the Holy Spirit seems to be very prevalent because people know you can talk a talk, but when it comes to walking a walk, you can be alive in the Spirit, but we need to also walk in the Spirit. That we're not just alive in the Spirit, we need to walk in the Spirit. We're talking about every step we take on every, any given day. Lord, that is in the power of the Holy Spirit. When your life is at stake, suddenly God becomes very real to you and the Spirit of God even realer. My heart is to see, I've, I've shared this over the years, when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit fell, I have never seen it again. My heart longs for it. There were youth. I was 14 years of age, and we were waiting specifically for the breath of God. There was... I don't know how many. There was maybe a hundred of us waiting. I'd like to think there were 120. 120 in one place, in one accord. Together. One place, one accord. I don't know how long we waited. But all of a sudden, the Spirit of God fell at one time. And there were... As the Holy Spirit fell, the next thing I know, there were people, as they were filled, the same thing that happened in Acts chapter 2 happened there. They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them the utterance. There was a huge change and shift in my life. I have never been the same. I had gotten saved when I was seven. I began to seek the baptism in the Holy Spirit as a nine-year-old. When I was 14, there was a receiving of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the power, the Ruah of God in my life. I was saved, but I, the Ruah of God in my life. What I'm doing right now, there was, before I was filled with the Spirit, there was no way that I could ever stand before people. It was the greatest fear I had was to stand before people and speak. I say, thank you, Lord, that I never, only a few times in elementary school, it wasn't a huge requirement back in the 70s to speak in front of your class. And even in high school, there's only once or twice that I spoke in front of the class. When I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I just say thank you, Lord, for the power that you give in us that we can bring and share life with others. Hallelujah. 56 years ago, or sorry, 46 years ago, I say thank you, Lord. There's been a nonstop move by the Spirit of God on this timid teenager. Just say, thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. An exceedingly great army. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and my breath came and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. We need an exceedingly great army to come against the gates of Hades and take down the gates to release those that need Jesus. The only thing, and I've said this numerous times the last number of months, the only thing that Satan has that is of any value is the human soul. The human soul. If he can steal, kill, and destroy, he's accomplished what, he, what his goals are. To steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. I want there to be fullness of life. And we, as a church, as in an individual, as a church, as the body of Christ, that we would not grieve the Holy Spirit, but rather we say, Lord, let your spirit move. Pray on Tuesday night. Decisions are being made. I'm praying for a change of heart by some that would say, no, no, no. So pray as we gather together decisions to be made. You know where I stand. Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. Not to say another four months. There are people. Let me share what happened last Sunday night. I had invitation. I shared this on, on Wednesday, last Wednesday. I had invitation to go to a East Indian church. Up until now, they have not had a single English service. As far as I know, everything was in their language. There, uh, apparently, there are thousands of, of different languages or dialects and whatever in India. So they had their, they, they were speaking their language. And I had a call a few weeks back saying, hey, can you come and speak at our church for the very first inaugural multilingual service. In this case, it's going to be in English. For Sunday night, I thought, hey, I don't know. The pastor, he says, I don't know how many are coming out tonight. I have no idea how, this is our first time, so I don't know how many are going to be here. I said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The church, all the seats were full. There was about 80 or 90 that were there that night. Every, pretty, every seat taken. I had asked the pastor just before, he says, I had asked him, I said, is it all right if I give an invitation? I want to do two things, if possible. If you give permission, can I give an invitation for salvation? He said, yes. I said, can I also pray blessing on you, on you, your, your leadership and the church, can I pray blessing on you? He says, yes. 
the end of the message, gave an invitation. No heads bowed. Just said, is there anybody here that needs to give their life to Jesus or needs to come back to Jesus? Want to give your life to Jesus? There was a raising of hand. Of, at first, there was nothing. I thought, well, I'll wait a few more seconds. And I had, I don't know, a six or seven-year-old boy put up his hand. Unless you become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. We need to become like children. Children, there is a boldness. The hand went up. Next thing, right behind him, another hand goes up. And then another hand. Another hand. And I, I, you know how you say, I see that hand? Yep, I see that hand. You can put your hand down. I see that hand. I'm looking around. And I, I see, and, and there's other people at that point. They're, they're looking up already saying, whoa, what? Is, is, the, is the pastor just making these things up? Are there that many people giving their life to the Lord? Of the 80 to 90 people there, there was 10 or 12. I, I, I couldn't keep track of the numbers at that point. There was about 10 or 12 that gave their life to Jesus that night. The other thing that came very strongly to me, because this is uh, one of the individuals, one of the men had come and said, listen, we are going out he says, we cannot believe the response of people that are coming to the Lord. And he says, that's why we've, we've set this evening service, this English service, because of the people that are coming to the Lord, because they don't understand our language. So we're setting an English service on Sunday nights so the people that are coming to the Lord can come to church and have, have church. We need to go out in the power of the Holy Spirit. That there would be such a harvest. It hit me the last little while. Who is the Lord of the harvest? Who is Lord of the harvest? Jesus. Does he th do things in mediocrity and failing? I'll tell you right now. And I've said this a number of times just in the last year. I always had a negative view of Jesus asking us to pray for laborers in the harvest. I had a negative view. And the, the reason I had a negative view was, it's like, oh, man, there's just, like, people don't want to be a laborer in the harvest. And that might be the, the case. And the power of the Holy Spirit, man, one of the most exciting things for me to do is to lead someone else to Christ or be a part of leading someone else to Christ. And so this, this prayer request by Jesus is not the, the negative side, like people just don't want to go out and win souls. It was more of the fact that the harvest is so great that he needs every man and woman, teenager, child on deck to bring the harvest in. That's what it is. And the ones that you're praying for, 
the ones that are part of your family and your relatives and your neighbors and your friends and your co-workers and the strangers that you would come in contact with, the Lord is saying, I want to bring them in. I want them to be with me for eternity as we go out in the power of the Holy Spirit. A mighty army. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. This word, O, o breath, and breathe, that word breathe is not like the other words breathe here. It has to do with a puff of wind, a blowing. When you resuscitate somebody or you, you want them to have life, you blow into their lungs just a, a puff. <laughs> their lungs would fill with air to come to life. Oh, breathe. Oh, breath. Come from the four winds, oh, breath, and breathe. Ruah and breathe. And it's naput, napat, on these slain that they may live. Holy Spirit, you will do that work. Listen, I want you to know when you operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, it is no longer you that is doing the work. The Holy Spirit is doing a work through you. You are moving with the Holy Spirit. I don't, hey, I don't want, hey, let's let Dave's agenda be the agenda or the leadership team's agenda. No, what is your agenda Lord Jesus, what is your will for us? And I'll tell you, his will is, let the will of the Father be done in these last days in the power of the Holy Spirit. An exceedingly great army to take in a great harvest. The harvest is white. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. I rejoice over those that were saved on Sunday night. I rejoice. I say, thank you, Lord. I had one of the young ladies that was on the worship team. She came running as I was heading out the door. She came running, 16, 17 years of age. And she says, Pastor, thank you for the invitation to see all those come to Jesus. And she was one, one of the ones that got baptized right here. That, that church has had two services here at, in our church for baptismal services. And she was one of the ones that got baptized. I say, thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. This was a year later now, or a year or two later. And here she is. She's on the worship team glorifying Jesus Christ. And there was an excitement as she came running. I say, thank you for, the, for giving an invitation for all those that came to know Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for allowing your church opening up your church that we could that I could get baptized. For in this the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. Now listen, I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. She says, you're going to reap what you haven't even labored. You didn't even have to sow anything. You're just reaping it. Others have labored and you have entered into their labors to reap the harvest. Say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now you might say, hey, is that really for today? Is this speaking for today? Listen, 
verses 11 to 14. The reality, the power and the reality of the word of God. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord, that when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. 75 years ago, May 14, 1948, Israel became a nation after almost 2,000 years. It has never happened in all of history that a nation that it was conquered after 2,000 years would become a nation again. It was prophesied in the word of God. And so here they are at this point in time. And the, the, this weight that is around the nations is happening right now because the nations are making a decision. And so many of them have said, we stand behind Israel. And now there is such, within those nations, there are protests and saying against, against Israel. I'm not saying what Israel is doing is, is correct. But what I am saying is this, prophecy is being fulfilled as we speak. We need to be ready to do and finish the work. He says, and it ends, I will put my spirit in you and you shall live and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. The Lord is saying to us, the Ruach, the Ruach is for us as well. And I just want to say this. You can say, I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. But I'll tell you, there are those that have been baptized in the Holy Spirit that grieve the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit desires to work through you. And you say, mm, no, I don't got time. I got other things to do. I got other things to do. Sorry, no, I don't have time. You've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. You pray in tongues. But we grieve the Holy Spirit and we say, nah, I don't have time. It's not working into my schedule. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll, Revelations 5, 4, or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll to loose its seven seals. These seven seals will be opened. They haven't been opened yet. They'll be opened. There will be seven years. Because after the seven seals are opened, there are seven trumpets that will be blown. And then there's going to be seven vials, one after the other. What is coming, this world has never known. And there's a work to be done before those scrolls are opened. I'll tell you, there's a scroll, the will of God for your life to be opened. Allow Jesus to open up the scroll and allow the Spirit of God to move on you and in you and through you that the will of the Father is done. You are not alone in this. Can we stand together? Hallelujah. And I looked and behold, listen to this, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb 
as though it had been slain, having, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. I want you to know this morning, the vision that came to me was a rather gruesome vis vision. When we resist and grieve the Holy Spirit, basically we are saying, cut the seven horns off the lamb and take the seven eyes, gouge out the seven eyes that are on the lamb, and so you have a hornless, powerless lamb. And the seven spirits of God that are sent into all the earth don't want it. I say to you today, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Some of you have been attempting to be a Christian in your own strength and power. I'm telling you, the power and the wisdom of God flows through the Lamb, Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And the power and the wisdom of God, the horns are indicative of power, seven horns on the Lamb, and seven eyes. Eyes have to do with understanding of knowing, of knowledge to know all things. And we are just saying, no, 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 no. Lord, let the power and the wisdom of God flow in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are worthy, O Lamb. You are worthy to take the scroll, to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. This morning, if you, if you evaluate yourself, you say, oh, I'm in a place of dryness, dry bones. I'm saying to you, God is powerful enough to not only make the bones have sinews and flesh and, and skin, but also to breathe on you, breathe in you. Let it happen this morning. And you may, you may be one of those that say, you know what? Yeah, I have resisted the Holy Spirit my entire life. For whatever reason it may be, it doesn't matter. I've resisted the Holy Spirit. That you would have, allow the Spirit of God to flow in you. Now listen, that can't happen if we're not in the right place with God. So if there's anybody here, you need to give your life over to the Lord. Or you need to ask for forgiveness. Or you need to come to Jesus and even for the first time. You would do that. That you would do that. Huh? I'm going to be bold. Do you want Jesus to, to be ashamed of you? He can stand an exceedingly great army. I would ask, is there anybody? I want you to come forward and say, I want all that Jesus has for me. I want life. I want the fullness of the Spirit. I want, you, I want you to come forward at this time. I don't want the Spirit by measure. I want the Spirit, the fullness of the Spirit. I just, so if that's you, that you would come.
that this altar would be filled with an exceedingly great army. And so as, as I sing, if you know the song, join in. I want you to come. I want to be that exceedingly great army. If you're here and you're not saved, we, after we're finished singing, I'm going to pray a prayer that we will pray together to get right with the Lord, to invite Jesus into our lives, if, if that's what we need to do, and at the fullness of the Spirit we come. Hallelujah. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Melt me, melt me, mold me, fill me, use me. Use me, Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. We're going to sing it again. I want you if, you, if that's you, I want the Spirit of God to fall fresh on me. If you're not a, a believer... If you are a believer, it doesn't matter. I want you to come as we sing again. Lord, use me in these last days. I do not want to hinder. I do not want to limit the spirit of God in my life. The breath of God. I need the breath of God in my life. Let's sing again and come. Spirit of the living God. Fall fresh on me. If you're coming, come right to the front. Let others come in behind you. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Melt me more. Fill me, use me, Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. We'll sing it one more time. Come, let this altar be filled, an exceedingly mighty and great army for the Lord in the power of his spirit. Sing again. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Spirit of the Yes, Lord, mold me, shape us, O oh Lord, in Jesus' name. 
Fill us, Lord God, with your spirit. And use me, Lord God, for your glory. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We bless your name. We bless your name, Lord Jesus. Lord, we bless your name. We bless your name, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your breath. We thank you, Lord, for your breath. The, the Holy Spirit breathe on us. Hallelujah. 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 If there's anybody here this morning, you know you're not in the right place. Whether you have given your life to the Lord already, but you know you're not in the right place. Or maybe you're coming for the first time. Or maybe you're coming back. doesn't matter. We just want to pray that you would confess with your mouth and believe in your heart of the work of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross 2,000 years ago and that you would desire him in your heart and that he, you would allow him to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. You say, can it happen all together, one after the other? Yes. The main thing is we need to give our life to Jesus. We need to be right before God. We, want, we need to desire the things of the Spirit in our life if we are going to have it. You need to say, yes, I am willing to receive of the Holy Spirit. So let's pray together as you would believe in your heart. And let's pray together. Jesus, the only thing that separates me from you is sin. And even the practice of sin. Lord, help me to repent to turn away from sin, the enjoyment of it, the practice of it, to repent. But Lord, repentance is not enough. Lord, I need to believe in you. You are the only one that can wash away the stains of sin. It is because of your broken body and your shed blood that I can have forgiveness of sins. So I confess my sin. And I believe in you. The one that died for me. You are washing away those sins right now. I invite you into my life. Afresh and anew. Lord, you've been apart from me. Because I've been apart from you. Come into my life. Fill me with your spirit. Without measure. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's begin to praise him. Let's begin to thank him this morning. You prophesy. You prophesy. You allow the spirit of God to come into you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, we thank you this morning. We thank you this morning for your spirit. We thank you, Lord God, for your spirit that desires to move powerfully in us. We say yes, baptize us in your spirit, in the Holy Spirit. Jesus, you are the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. You, are, you desire, the Father desires the promise, his promise to us, which is the spirit of God. 
And Lord, we pray that that power, the power of the Holy Spirit would come upon us. Lord, we desire, we need to receive that power, even as you, Holy Spirit, come upon us. And Lord, we, did, we need to be your witnesses wherever we may, we may be, Lord. Even at this time, especially at the end of the earth. Lord, even as we come to the end of time as we know it, Lord, I pray that your Spirit will be upon us. There will be an exceedingly great and mighty army that will go forth, that will be a part of taking in that harvest in these last days. Let it be in Jesus' name. Come, Holy Spirit, fall upon us, fill us, fill us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He cut us so torobashiandoro. Come, Holy Spirit, from the four winds, from every direction, come and fill us. Fill us with life. Fill us with life right now. As individuals, as a church, we will move forward in the power of the Spirit, the power that was on Jesus, that led Jesus, that, that drove Jesus, that did the works through Jesus, that brought life through Jesus. Lord, we pray for the Spirit of God in our lives. Lord, that there would be rivers of living water flowing from us and bringing life to those that need it. Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord, that we will come against the gates of hell and they will not prevail. They will be torn down. And Lord God, we pray even now, let there be many that will come to you. Lord, that there will be many that will be taken in this harvest, Lord, before your return, before the trumpet sounds. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. We give you all the praise and the glory. You are an amazing God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We bless your name, we bless your name. Hallelujah. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. Just want you to know you can find full live stream services on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.